And we're joined now by Narina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA. Good morning, Narina. Good morning, Sakina, and good morning to all the listeners. So taking a look at that data that you were eyeing for us yesterday, inflation and retail sales data released uh, both came in higher than expected. But what does this say about a local economic conditions, Narina? So yes, that inflation number breaching the Reserve Bank upper target of 6% for the first time, and that is where it is expected to stay for the rest of this year. Um, not entirely a surprise, although the number was somewhat higher than, than uh, the analysts expected prior to the release. Um, not surprising also that the main um, contribution to that increase in inflation came on the back of much higher food inflation, and then of course also the impact of, of the RAND weakness that we see coming through. There's also a bit of base effect in that. Certainly a year ago, our petrol price was quite a bit lower than it is at the moment, so lots of base effects causing that spike. But I think the real concern probably for, for many people do relate to food inflation, but we already heard our, um, the Governor of the Reserve Bank say um, recently that they expect food inflation to, to um, peak at over 11% later this year. So, um, you know, really sort of pointing towards people needing to find... Um, maybe better ways to control inflation. And I see a lot of uh, sort of um, vegetable gardens springing up everywhere and, and really sort of um, maybe going to a point of self-sufficiency in terms of some of our food supplies. The retail sales number also surprising on the upside, higher than was expected. It was up um, 4.1% in December, and that was a bit of, a, of an anomaly because one would almost expect that in the light of the weakening of the RAND, surely retail sales should not be so buoyant. I think two things for me really in there. The one is that um, clearly when you have such a weakness in your um, currency, you often find preemptive buying, and, and typically with things like durable goods, for example, a lot of the stuff that is imported, so people will say, well, clearly the next batch of fridges or washing machines or TVs or whatever that arrive on, um, in South Africa are going to be a lot more expensive because of the, the weakening currency. So let me buy that durable good now while I can still sort of afford it because by next year I won't be able to afford mm-hmm. it. So certainly some preemptive sales. But I think the other important thing is to, to appreciate that 4.1% increase in retail sales 6.2% increase in inflation. In other words, in, in real terms, actually retail sales decline. So a lot of the, of the increase in sales that we see also relates just to higher, infl- higher prices, higher inflation. So um, pr- probably not as, as um, positive a picture as we would like to think um, there exists, and it clearly points to the strain under which the South African consumer finds itself. So high inflation, low growth, is that what is meant by the term stagflation? That's exactly what is meant by the term stagflation. So stagnation or, or slow growth, you know, the growth really stalling or turning negative, and of course the inflation component from, from inflation. And yesterday we spoke about Moody's who had um, downgraded the growth outlook for South Africa, and, and now we also have the World Bank warning that we are really on the brink of a recession. Um, the drought is blamed for a lot of this, but clearly also um, there are many other conditions that are contributing to 
to the fact that South Africa's growth is now very close to that zero level and, and therefore the risk of the recession. Um, so, you know, really, what, where do we find ourselves in terms of this? You know, a, a response of an increase in interest rates, although probably inevitable, is certainly not going to help the growth scenario, and it's even questionable whether it will assist with lowering the inflation. It really does call for that, that fiscal response. So looking towards the, the, um, the, the budget speech next week and to see what can Provin Gordon actually do to try and change this course of almost inevitability that we see on our economy. And, you know, when we look at things like the expected increase in taxes to, to boost revenue and the expected uh, sort of lowering or tightening of belts and more austerity, those two types of factors are unfortunately not going to be enough to fundamentally change the course of our economy. What is needed is actually very different thinking and different ways of doing and I guess probably the most important potential source for, for a change here is around privatization and it is about um, selling some of those state assets which at the moment do come with quite a big price tag in terms of our national debt. So I think uh, don't think there's ever been a, um, a budget speech that's going to be watched as closely as the one next week. And, of course, the credit ratings agencies in particular will be watching that because it is not just about looking at how the numbers can be massaged, how the, that budget deficit can be kept in control. <clears throat> this is very much about looking towards not just the ability of government to, to change the course, but the willingness also. Is there the political will to fundamentally change this policy? on which South Africa currently finds itself. So, Narina, speaking of those ratings agencies, if we lose our sovereign credit rating, what alternative do we have as a country to source loans or capital inflow? So very interesting, yesterday we saw the first announcement of um, South Africa going to be applying to this newly established BRICS New Development Bank. And um, Economic Development Minister Ibrahim Patel announced that they will be applying for funding of $250 million from the BRICS Bank. And this will be specifically to fund um, the connection of the power plants that we have to the national grid. And this is not just our traditional coal-firing power plants. This is looking towards our um, solar and wind power plants, which if we can connect those to the national grid, can certainly go a long way towards alleviating some of the electricity constraints and power problems that we have. Um, you know, this is, this is for me a, a very good directional move in terms of dealing with our electricity supply crisis. Um, we do know that South Africa is one of the leaders worldwide in terms of sustainable and renewable energy sources. And one of the big challenges have always been that those are really very sort of localized or regionalized and that it's been quite difficult to feed a lot of those renewable energy sources into the national grid. So certainly looking to, to, to source a loan and spend money in, in one of the parts of the economy that I think can really make a difference. And I would, I would hope to see that we, that we hear more more of these sorts of initiatives during the budget speech next week. Thank you so much, Narina Fisser, strategist at ETFSA.